Hi, I'm Jason Soto. And I'm Lisa Leahy. And we're the host of Between the Scares, a podcast that takes a look at every movie that Blumhouse Productions has made. You may not recognize the name, but they have made some of your favorite horror movies like Paranormal Activity, Ouija, and Insidious. Yeah, Jason, but they've also made stupid movies like The Fever and Best Night Ever and Hysterical Blindness. Yeah, those two. But they also did Whiplash, Get Out, and Us. And we're going to cover it all. Hey, did you know that Jason Blum also produced that Gem and the Holograms live-action movie? He did that? Uh-huh. Ugh. Fine. But then you have to watch The Green Inferno. Uh... So listen to Between the Scares on Anchor, Apple, Google, Amazon, or our home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. First, before I begin today's episode, I promised I would announce what the winning film gets to be for episode 30. And let me tell you folks, it was an oddly close race between Beavis and Butthead and that thing you do. But after a last minute push, uh, the winner is... Uh, that thing you do! Yay! So tune in two weeks from now as we cover that film. And also, just so you know, the other films on the poll will still get covered at some point. Anyway, on to my rambling. The first time I've ever flown on an airplane was in 1996. Now, I was 16 years old, and me, my dad, and my two cousins, we were flying to Cleveland. Now, the reason we were going to Cleveland was so we can go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In the 90s, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a huge deal. By 96, it was three years old. And when the idea of the Hall of Fame was created in 1986, it was just an abstract idea. There was no actual Hall of Fame. Until Cleveland won the right to make the actual building in their city. Now, why Cleveland? What's special about Cleveland? Honestly, nothing. Okay, that's not true. Apparently, the phrase rock and roll was coined on a Cleveland radio station in the 50s, and Huey Lewis wrote a song about how the heart of rock and roll was from there. Yes, we do live in a timeline where Huey Lewis made a major impact on something. any event, my dad wanted to go there. I thought it'd be cool to take his weird and awkward but only son, and my cousin's was kind of a last-minute ed- ed- addition. Uh, another thing you should know is I'm from Chicago, and right now you're picturing the distance from Chicago to Cleveland and wondering why we flew. That's a good question, actually. Basically, my dad just didn't want to be stuck in a car with me and my cousins, who were in their early 20s, for 15-plus hours. And plus, it would be faster. So, my first time on a plane... I'm a little nervous. My dad, however, has been on airplanes most of his adult life. He loves to travel. He traveled to faraway places. He's been on airplanes for 12 plus hours. He was an expert on flying. So he kind of helped calm my nerves a bit. If I was by myself, however, forget it. Now my dad told me how to pack, what to pack, leave room in the suitcase for anything we'd buy, and don't be obnoxious at the airport and on the plane. Now, I wish I could say something exciting happened on my first flight, but it was okay. The takeoff freaked me out, but once we were in the air, I looked out the window a bunch, 
I had one Coke, and then the next thing I knew, we were there. It was an hour-long flight. We landed, got our luggage, and another hour later, we were in our hotel. The trip to the Rockwell Hall of Fame was interesting. Now, here's a secret in case you didn't know. It's less of a Hall of Fame and more of a music museum. There's pictures and things belonging to rock stars and display cases. And at the time, they had a Pink Floyd exhibit and a giant wall spread throughout the whole uh, museum. Now, I won't lie and say it was a bad time. I had fun, and there were some fond memories. But would I go back? Actually, I would. I kind of want to know how different it looks now. But holy shit, were the t-shirts expensive. And this was 1996 money. I can only imagine how much more they cost now. But after our trip to Cleveland, same thing. Plane, takeoff sucked, Coke, the drink. Landed, I was home in two and a half hours. That was my first plane ride. I wouldn't take a plane again until I was well into adulthood, when I was 29 to be exact. And this time, going to L.A., which is further away from Chicago. But I slept most of the way and ended up watching a Pixar movie on the way back. I mean, it was fine. I don't know why people complain about air travel. Just just sleep or watch Wreck-It Ralph. You'll be fine. Con Air was released on June 6, 1997, the day after my 17th birthday. It was budgeted for $75 million and it made back $224 million. It got two Oscar nominations for Best Sound, because it's a big, dumb action movie, and for Best Song, Trisha Yearwood's version of How Do I Live, written by Diane Warren, who would go on to write another Oscar-worthy song that shows up in a big, dumb action movie. Now, the, this movie was not directed by Michael Bay. And some people make that mistake because Bay directed our star just a year prior in The Rock which was also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. If there's at least three explosions, Bruckheimer's name is on it. Five explosions make it a Bay film. Uh, but no, our director is Simon West, who is a name that may not be familiar to some of you. Uh, this would be his first major film that he directed. But he'd go on to direct The General's Daughter, Laura Croft Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie, The Jason Statham version of The Mechanic, and most notably, The Expendables 2. Now, funnily enough, before making movies, he directed music videos, much like Bay did. But you know what music video he directed? Click this link to find out. Yes, Simon West, who would go on to direct Con Air, made the Rick Roll video. I can't even process this right now. Now, I touched on Nicolas Cage in our Wild at Heart episode, but this is mid-90s Nick Cage, where he's ramping up to be the Nick Cage. I mean, Leaving Las Vegas, Red Rock West, and Moonstruck is behind him. Now he's got Face Off, Bad Lieutenant, and The Wicker Man ahead of him. Funnily enough, he would immediately start filming Face Off after filming this. 
So keep that in mind during the opening when he's singing with the choir in the airport. The co-stars in this movie is super packed that I don't have time to do a deep dive on them all. We have John Malkovich, who shouldn't belong in here, but somehow he does. We got Ving Rhames, which reminds me of all the crap I get for not knowing who Delroy Lindo is. And when told, you know, he was the black guy in every 90s film, I retort with, so Ving Rhames? And I get blank stares. This is now the second Ving Rhames film that I have covered, whereas I have covered zero Delroy Lindo films. So who's the chump now, Dad? Anyway, we have John Cusack, who somehow fits perfectly as a U.S. Marshal, constantly getting thrown around thanks to explosions, and still manages to keep his button-down shirt and tie on the entire time. We got Michael T. Williamson, who seems to love filming death or dying scenes. We got Cole Meany, who plays a jackass DEA agent who doesn't give a fuck about anybody. We got Steve Buscemi in, honestly, his best role outside of a Tarantino movie. And I fucking forget that Dave Chappelle is in this movie for like 20 minutes. We got Monica Potter, who was in stuff, and Rachel uh, Ticotten, who was who's going to show up whenever I get to Falling Down, which makes me very excited. Jesus, fuck, that's a lot of people with a lot of credits. And I'm on page three of this script. I never get to page three of this script. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's a guy named MC Ganey who is totally, uh, oh, that guy guy. Go look up his credits. He has done more movies than anybody that I just mentioned. But you know what he wasn't in? Today on Best of Bombio, I welcome my friend and Nicolas Cage expert Dylan Fields as we tell you why Con Air is a hella rad movie from the 90s. You a free man. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Everybody, welcome to That's the Bomb Yo, 90 Hella Red Movies from the 90s. I am your host, Jason Soto. My guest today is not only a friend of mine, the reason I got into podcasting, so all of this is his fault, and he is my go-to guy when I need advice on Nicolas Cage films, Dylan Fields. Hello, Dylan. Welcome back. Your third time on the show. Thanks, Jason. You know, Jason told me that the uh, there's going to be like seven intros and I'd have to wait <laughs> to speak. And God damn it, he did not tell me it was going to be like 15 minutes. I would have gone and had a cigarette. That is probably the longest intro I have written. There's a lot of fucking people in this no, movie. No, it, it was good stuff. No, there's it was a... the airplane too. Um, though uh, I take umbrage with your Huey Lewis slander. Um, oh, no. I mean, Are you a fan oh, of Huey Lewis? I mean, do you think he's underrated? This is one of his best works. Is, is he's very underrated? 
I mean, people like sports. If you don't like his like greatest hits or sports <laughs> album, I don't know. And and you're like older than forty. There's something wrong with you. I don't mind Huey Lewis. That was more just for a comedic effect. The reason I said that. He's also like a Bay Area guy, and I'm a Bay Area guy, so I like Huey Lewis. I'm but yet, the heart Lewis. of rock and roll is in Cleveland. So, hmm. well, he can sing about other cities. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I had other comments about your intro. I think I've forgotten some of them. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you about the Coke, not Coke <laughs> comment. Well, I was 16 um, years old, Dylan, and I was with my dad, so, I, you know. I, th- I mean, flying somewhere that would take 15 hours to drive is completely reasonable, so I don't know what you're talking about there. Does it really take 15 <laughs> hours to go from Chicago to Cleveland, though? Again, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was an approximation that I was making. I, I'm I'm not great about that part of the country, but I would guess like I don't know. I mean, we, we literally just had to go through the top half of of Indiana and then like just a little bit oh, into the top half of Cleveland. Because Cleveland. Cleveland is on it is a the fucking lake. five and a half hour drive. What is wrong with him? Well, he wanted to fly and have it be done with. So okay. Well, I mean, I guess I even still. Depending on prices, that's okay. Because uh, nineteen ninety six, Dylan. Nineteen ninety six. That's, that's, that's basically <laughs> the, the 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 distance from here to Vegas, and people fly from Phoenix to Vegas constantly. So, um. Anyway. So uh, what other comments? Oh, um. Wow, we get you to the really movie? you really what took notes. To? I only have two notes, but I'm remembering other things. Uh, are we sure that Michael Bay didn't direct this movie? Like, are we positive? <laughs> No, the guy who did the Rickroll video directed. I have a really, really hard time believing he didn't because people really no people legit think this is a Michael Bay film that they they group this in. It's 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 because hundred percent sense. Well, that and it's because the year before this he did The Rock with Nicolas Cage, and then the year after no, that was John Woo who did Face Off. Never mind, but he but so I can see the confusion. And I had to check myself. I was like, is this a Michael Bay film? Is this the first time I'm touching a Michael Bay film on this well, show? How many other... Uh, I don't expect you to know this answer off the top of your head. I, want, I, I can't remember how many other Bruckheimer movies Cage did. Like, Oh, God. Isn't National <laughs> Treasure a Bruckheimer movie? Yeah, most likely. Most definitely. Um, they got this feel, but then you throw in explosions and it just... Oh, it's Bay. No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you know, three explosions is Bruckheimer, five is Michael Bay. And um, seriously, oh, another note that I just thought of. Uh, thanks to your, we're not going to get intro. to the movie at all. This is just we've be... gotten to the movie. You, you, you just went through the whole movie, so I have commentary. Um, <laughs> how have you not done a Delroy Lindo movie yet? What is wrong with you? Because I don't know who he is. I don't think he actually exists. I think he just you, exists right in now. Your you mind. don't know. Who, you don't know who he is. Honestly. I know of his name. <laughs> Purely based on our friendship with Heather. <laughs> Have you not seen Congo? No. Get Shorty. No. Fuck off. Those might be on the list, actually, but um. Jason. See, I think there's a weird. I think I'm in the Ving Rhames area of '90s black guy, and you really? and Heather seem to be the Delroy okay, Lindo. I, oh, let, let, let me. Let me I, I. I. You can. You can do both. And I would no, but I'm just saying I have not both. I have not seen. I mean, I'll look up his IMDb in a minute here. You've but... seen stuff with him a bunch of times. I'm 100 percent sure. Now, you right. just might be missing well, some of the best stuff. Let's put so let, let's let me, put let me money go back to this. That. While you're looking that up, I'm going to tell you. 
and I hope our mutual friend Heather never hears this. Oh, she won't. Congo is a super fun movie. Don't get me wrong. It's also not very good. Like I don't. I wouldn't want you to watch it and be like, that movie fucking sucked. Okay. Um, I but, have. I have seen Ransom. He's tremendous. I was. I was. I wanted to say Payback, but I knew that wasn't right. Uh, yeah, he's 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 got a significant role in Ransom, but it's not really a fun one. He's just kind of the boring cop guy. That's it. <laughs> he he is out. Oh no, you've seen him in more. I'm sure. I'm looking he, at his IMDb or his movie list for right now. Well, he has like scads of credits. Uh, I mean, he was in Crooklyn. Not seen that. He was in Clockers. Not seen that. Yeah, he's in a bunch of Spike Broken Lee. He was in. The, he, was, he was in the Five Bloods. The, not seen the, that. Spike Lee one. Lifeless, ordinary. Oh wait, I've seen Devil's Advocate, but he had an uncredited role, so I don't know if that counts. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's fun in that one. Um, <laughs> he plays like a voodoo priest. And then in the two thousands, he was in Domino and Sahara. He was in Up. I've seen Up. But that's a voice. The, the, credit. the, the 90s is really his. his but anyway, prime. I don't know. I, I fell into the Ving Rhames. I seen the Ving Rhames films, apparently. Um, Watch Get Shorty immediately. That's okay. It's probably on the list. I'll have I fucking to look. love that movie. <clears throat> I'll have to look. But okay. Um, I'm done with my notes. Okay, thank you. This, this that does it for this episode of That's the Bomb, yo. Thank you for this listening. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it here, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> tell everybody no. Um, <laughs> it's just an just an hour of you giving me shit for <laughs> movies. I'm I not giving seen. you shit. I just have notes. That's all. Con Air. Let's get the Con Air. <laughs> My God. Who is not in this movie besides Delroy Lindo? <laughs> like, I named all those names at the beginning of it. That is some list of people to show up. And fucking Dave Chappelle is in this thing. I yeah. keep forgetting that Dave Chappelle, every time I've seen this three times now, and every time after the first, because the first was back in the 90s, and I don't know who Dave Chappelle really was. But this was, be- was this before Donnie Professor? Or like the same year. This might have been I like, like might have been, I think right Nutty Professor was ninety eight. That's right. Yeah, that's right before. But yeah. uh and then a half baked was later ninety eight. So yeah, it was ninety eight um, for sure. But yeah, I forget that Dave Chappelle's in this and then he shows up has he's just sitting on the plane already. And I'm like, Oh yeah, fucking Dave Chappelle's in this. And then I I did forget to mention this because I had too many names. Fucking Danny Trejo's in this. One of his, not his first. I think he was in Desperado before. Oh this. no, he was he was in a lot of stuff before. This but like. this is probably one of his breakout roles. If sure, um, because he had a lot of screen time in this one. Has Johnny twenty three. <laughs> um, what's your history with Conair? Like you know, you're you're the Nick Cage expert, the fan, the guy. I'm I'm not, and I am not. I, I uh, my title needs to be taken away. I've probably seen fewer <laughs> Nick Cage movies than those that I've seen of his resume. If that makes sense. Hey, you, know, you did it to yourself. I just want just because he, he. I have strong opinions about the man, and always have, and always will. Um, and I think you nailed it earlier on. Uh, he had already done things like Red Rock West, Leaving Las Vegas, and he had already done prestige stuff and was known as a 
good actor. And right about this time with The Rock and Con Air is when he was like, nope, I'm going to be fucking Superman. I'm going to be the... <laughs> The, the 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 hunk and then then the action hero yeah and it's basically when uh, he I don't know you can call it what you will he 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 chased money he chased fame and it it was never a great fit he's he's he's, he's a good actor he's really he can be a really fucking good actor I agree I agree but uh, he's he's kind of shitty when he tries to be more than that um. I don't know. I agree. This um, this this movie in particular, I haven't really seen all that much. This is only like the second or third time I've seen it. I'm not a super big fan. Um, of the movie? Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, or The Rock. I've never I've seen each of them just a couple times, maybe. I'm <clears throat> shockingly not a really big fan, despite all of what I just said of Nick Cage action movies. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Like I've I've probably seen Face Off more, and Face Off's got a lot of problems too. But uh, (laughs) this one's just uh, the whole Michael Bay aesthetic does not really work for me, and never has. Um, I I I like it. It's got a lot of fun stuff in it, but it's kind of wrapped around kind of a stupid, shitty movie. I think it tries to be a campy film, but it's like a muscle-bound testosterone, like, sheen on it. Because there's some shit in this movie that just, like, makes zero sense. But then it's like, you know, well, it doesn't make sense because this is just about exploding shit and shooting at people and um, who can outact each other, basically. Um, well, it's funny you said that thing about Malkovich. He doesn't belong here. It's like he's in a different movie almost. <laughs> but... Yeah. He's kind of the best thing about it, right? He's fucking kicking everyone's asses in terms of committing to his character. Yeah, like everyone else is just kind of doing the macho. I'm a badass, or or I get to say funny lines yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like committed to it. And between this and like in the line of fire, some of the best uh, Malkovich villain, which is performances, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is the, this is the second Nicolas Cage movie that I covered on this podcast where he felt the need to put on a Southern accent. And I don't know why in this movie he chose to do that in wild at heart. He's supposed to be a Southerner now, whether or not that's good casting. Well, that's David Lynch's problem here. I don't think him being a Southerner added anything to the role. He easily could have just been his normal voice, and it would have just been the same result. Him being Southern had, like, nothing to do with anything, unless that was their, like, excuse of, like, well, this is why he's so polite, because he's a Southern boy, and Southern boys are actually polite. (laughs) They respect women. They like to serve their country. They, <laughs> they like to, you know, they're a family man. He's going to have a child. He's, you know, and, and then he, he made a mistake. They have mullets. <laughs> oh, wait, he doesn't have a mullet. He doesn't really have a mullet. It's just, it's just, it's just long, long flowing, long locks. flowing locks, which I, I love. I, I honestly love his hair in this movie. I got to say, <laughs> 
Because, it, again, it's that campy factor. It's that camp. This is what makes the movie campy, but then they put, like, this, like, testosterone all over the camp. And it's it it, it oddly works. It, like, a lot of stuff in this movie oddly works. Like, there's so many misplaced things. Like, you know, you got Malkovich, and then you got John Cusack, who doesn't really do action movies. Like, he's known as, like, a rom-com guy who does, like, regular comedies or dramatic comedies or whatever. Quirky comic guy. And then he's in a fucking, like, action film as a fucking U.S. Marshal dodging explosions. (laughs) You you could make the argument that he went down the same road that uh, our friend Nick did and and was just trying to be in big movies, and this was one of them. Yeah, but then John Cusack kind of came into his own in the 2000s, and he kind of went back to the rom-com. Whereas Nick Cage just kept going the what the fuck path. (laughs) I think I would disagree with you there. Really? Uh, Nick, uh, John Cusack. John Cusack? I feel like High Fidelity in the 2000s. Okay, in like year 2000, right? 2001, maybe. I I feel like he was already on the downturn of his career come like 2004. Like pretty hard too, right? I mean, I know he ends up doing Hot Tub Time Machine, which probably doesn't do him any favors, but <laughs> but to his credit, he didn't do the sequel. <laughs> he didn't do the right. sequel. Like, I don't know. I don't this know. was in the midst of his high point, I would argue. I yeah, I I, I could see that. I could see that. Like Gross Point <laughs> Blank was ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And High Fidelity, like you said, was just a couple it's years later. Thousand, yeah. But like him being like a U.S. Marshal who's doing gunfights against John Malkovich and Ving Rhames. The only person who kind of fits in this is Ving Rhames, <clears throat> um, who has, like, the acting range for these kind of movies, and that is not meant to be an insult, like, at all to the man. I like Ving Rhames. He's a great actor. I like him in everything he's in. But, like, he's, like, the one thing, unless you disagree with me, that fits in this movie. Like, his his role, his character, you know, his whole thing, you know fit well everybody else was so out of place but they were so out of place that they ended up being in place does that make sense it almost seems like they just grabbed all the popular names from the last two years mostly character actors but kind of some were more established and and just through them they said we want all these guys and didn't exactly know what to do with them or you know what roles were right for them or didn't care about whether the role was a good fit but it was just like we just want these guys because like quentin tarantino uses all these guys we want <laughs> robert rodriguez uses these guys these are the guys we want yeah that's true no that's that's that's, that's probably true but i mean and then the you know the plot is very ridiculous it's hey every very bad criminal that's known to mankind across oh, the, the country. The logistics of this are the stupidest thing about it. <laughs> We're going to put them all on the same plane, flying to the same prison. I with guess. another guy who just happens to be catching a ride. <laughs> with with one guy who just got paroled, and then another guy who's just a regular prisoner who's just going to another prison. Like he, But then everyone else has like these insane rap sheets. Like, you know, it's fucking... the FBI's top 10 most wanted, basically. <laughs> yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, it's such a weird prime. It's like someone started with the diehard model 
and then like disassembled it a little bit and then made it like more geared towards like you gotta the up villains. the stakes yeah these aren't just uh, bank robbers these are the worst these ever are the worst criminals ever all of them and i mean like you know morally worse <laughs> And then I gotta love the audacity that they have a rapist on, and then they stack the plane with a female <laughs> prison car. Like it's, to it's me, it's really out of place in this movie. <laughs> that in this campy kind of haha, we're having fun action <clears throat> one-liner movie. That there is a man that is legitimately trying to rape someone the entire time. <laughs> yes. It is off-putting. Yes. <clears throat> and he's played by just kind of a lovable actor. Danny Trejo, of course, yeah. That's the point. It's, it's, to be it's fair, weird. if you didn't know like him personally, you just looked at him, he's a scary motherfucker. Like you, you sure. give one look at him and you're like, holy shit. And then he ends up being like the nicest guy in the face of the planet. It's, it's nothing short of amazing. Um so this is such a stupid plot, but I I love it, Dylan. I don't know. I know you said you didn't like it. You didn't care for it. I kind of I I I have a soft spot for this movie. It it's 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 such a dumb movie. And You're not alone. It's it's just it's just so many moments. I have my problems with it. One of them I already mentioned, which was this fucking accent. Nick Cage's accent did not need to be there. Um, and then the whole like sheer will of getting all these guys together. And then how the hell did he, um, did uh, Cyrus plan all this shit with other people in all over the country? Yeah, in different jails, oh. like it, the sheer planning. Shh, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't think about things like that. <laughs> the sheer, the sheer planning that it must have took for him to do this. <clears throat> um, is there is there anything you do like about this movie? I, I said it. There's a, there's a lot to like. There's, there's a lot that's like. What's well, like your most favorite thing? That Mostly, you like. it's the actors and just. I think you know that they, they they weren't dumb to be like cribbing from uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez. Those people are popular for a reason. So it's fun to see this stacked cast of character actors. Basically, um, yeah. as for like, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything that ends up in Vegas one way or the other. So there's yeah. that, but it's really. <laughs> really brief uh i really enjoy just the level of assholery that cole meany is dedicated oh. to in this flick my god there's <laughs> absolutely nothing to like about the guy at all no, yeah what the fuck is this deal completely hateable and he's supposed to be like a law enforcement agent that uh on and he's not it's not like he's corrupt or anything he's just a dickhead he's, he's just, just a complete yeah. dickhead um John Cusack, he's doing his John Cusack thing. It's fine. Uh, okay. It, it, I, <laughs> I, you, you asked me to watch this like a little over a month ago, and I ordered it, and I got it, and I watched it, and then we were unable to tape for a few weeks. And I've honestly, like, it's already, like, half gone from my mind. <laughs> it's that, and I've, I'd seen it before, but, like, or maybe it's just that slight, you know. He 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 meets up with this girl. He 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 gets in trouble for killing a man accidentally. They send him to prison. He sings. He writes the letters. The bunny. I'm just trying to remember like the key thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Michael T. Williams has diabetes. Yes. And a lot of stupid plane shit. 
the the sequence at the was it junkyard or whatever it yeah like feels uh, like it goes on forever well like what's interesting to me this might be more of like a writer writery standpoint is like how each section of the movie is like an act it's like act one is them getting onto the plane loading the plane up with all these terrible guys and we set up the plot of you know they're gonna they got all these terrible people on the plane uh cole meany puts a uh a guy on the plane to try to talk to one of the drug guys to get some information uh so he plants you know a guy in there so we get that information we find out and you know what actually i was gonna talk about that I kind of miss this in movies. I miss this is why I like '90s movies because they got all the the stuff over with in like the first ten minutes. Because think about the first ten minutes of this film, and you kind of went over it. We learned that Nicolas Cage's character Cameron Poe uh, was a ranger. Uh, he came home from training. Uh, we find out he's married to this really hot waitress who's pregnant. She hey, works. Julia Roberts, it needs to be mentioned too. She's uh, uh, <laughs> who's Mon- Juan, Hey, Juan, you respect Juan Monica Roberts. Potter, okay? She was in stuff. All right. <laughs> you will respect her. Um <laughs> so yeah, yeah the, the, we find all this stuff out. All like all and she kills a guy, he's immediately sentenced. We flash through his whole prison sentence. So he learns origami, he learns um like you know how to be zen and doing these weird poses um and then we learn about the criminals and then we learn about the plane we learn about his parole we get the daughter's birthday he buys the bunny and then boom we're in our movie and then the movie's set to go like if this was made in 2023 the prison scene alone would be like an hour and a half just him <laughs> in prison <laughs> it would be some kind of weird like like de- deconstruction of the prison system of him trying to read about origami in the prison system. And then an hour and a half in the movie, he gets on the plane and then meets whoever the modern day John Malkovich would be. I don't even know who that would be, but <laughs> there there's one for, there's one for the everyone, everyone out there listening to your homework. Who is Michael the 2023 version? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yes. Wouldn't he be great? <laughs> <laughs> he would be. Oh man, we need a twenty three, a twenty four to remake this right now. <laughs> um, I don't want a twenty four. Coming from a twenty four. Genre. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they, they're gonna, they're gonna soft it. Con Air. <laughs> a touching story about a father who was wrongfully imprisoned. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I struggle with coming up with things that I like about it. It's, no, I don't hate it. It's just, it's just like another it's, forgettable. It's one of those for brainless, forgettable, forgettable action, action movies, movies with explosions and that gunfights. That I don't, I just don't enjoy enough to like really want to go back and watch. Like I'll watch Predator every two years or something like that. I fucking love that movie. I'll watch Die Hard every year or two because Christmas and whatnot. Yes, and it, yes, yes. And it's fantastic. Yes. But this one, there's just not, there's never been enough. And it's probably mostly just, I don't know, Nick Cage slash with fake Michael Bay. I, it's not my aesthetic. <laughs> I No, and that's fair. That, that, that That's totally fine. It, this, this is definitely just one of those, you know, summer action blockbuster films that was just meant to, like, make 
a billion dollars or 223 million to be exact uh <laughs> in the box office just just a dumb movie to watch you know it's it's one of those ones that people say you know what i want to watch a movie but i had a long day at work i just don't want to think about anything this is probably like your top 5 movies you would put on to just like have on you don't got even you can even go in and out of the room even like you're not you're not missing anything because you get the idea, like, oh, there's a bunch of criminals around playing. Of course they're going to try to hijack it and try to get free. Like, duh. So you're not missing anything there. The only thing you might be confused about is why Michael T. Williamson is, like, sweaty in his seat, not moving. That you got you to kind of pay attention to. But other than that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you, you get it. You get the idea. You get what's happening. You, you, can, you can just kind of come in and out of this film. It's fine. Um... But I like these kind of movies. I, I, I don't mind a mindless movie. Not not every film has to be smart or have to try to say something. Sure. You know, and there's plenty of times they could have done that in this movie with like Ving Graham's character. He was a he was a Black Panther who like wants to take down the white man and but now he's working with a white man. They even bring that up at one point in the movie. Right. But then it just kinda gets forgotten and you you just accept everything that it is and it's like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's fine. It's perfectly fine to have movies like this. I, I'm sold, Jason. You're right. <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, it is. I just it's, it's just okay. watch the better versions of Die Hard instead, though. No, that's fair. No, that that but is. I, fair. I, I think ultimately it's just taste. <clears throat> watch Cliffhanger. Watch shit like that instead. It's, it's um, dumb, dumb, mindless action movie too, but. I like I don't know. No. I like that better or for whatever reason. You got I mad watched at me. Free, I watched Free Jack three months ago. I mean Oh, I need to rewatch Free Jack. I've not seen you that really since I was a kid. You really don't. I have a soft spot for it. Time it's travel, just, Dylan. Time it, travel. It's time travel. And <laughs> Jonathan Banks is the bad guy for fuck's sake. And there's so much I like about that movie and it's it's not better than this one really well, at all. I still might have to check it out. It's been forever since I've seen Free Jack. <laughs> So it, it's it's not really like a high and mighty. I don't like dumb movies. It's just, no, I know. I, I, I don't care. I got you. This one. Um, or The Rock. I don't really care. About so that you got mad at me for calling you a Nicolas Cage expert, which is fine. That's half. That was half a tongue in cheek joke anyway. Of course. However, can you agree with me? Can you point to examples where it seems like every Nicolas Cage movie, at least in the 90s, had to take place in Vegas at some point. <laughs> well, he definitely had an Elvis thing, right? I mean, he married her, he did. His, his daughter, for fuck's sake. Yeah, no, uh, he definitely did. Yeah, he did Honeymoon in Vegas and shit. Now, uh, Leaving uh, Las, Leave Las Vegas. Vegas. Uh, um, I don't think Red Rock West takes place in Vegas at all. But no, I, feel like I think he ended else. up in Vegas. No, uh, yeah. Uh, well, this has, you know, the, the third act is sure. in Vegas. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, Snake Eyes was in Vegas, right? No, it was AC. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Close enough, though. <laughs> yeah. Which which is a great, which I just watched not too long ago. That's a fun one. It is, it's, isn't it? It is. It's not great, but it, uh, it's no, fun. No, for what it is, it's a great film. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just seems to, like, it's like in his contract. Like, hey, I can't blame you. Have me in my movie. I gotta be in Vegas at some part, <laughs> or do an Elvis impersonation, or something Elvis. Or have a weird southern point. accent. I don't know. He wasn't in Three Thousand Miles to Graceland, was he? But he, he was not, been. which was weird. 
Well, let's see. So that was 2001. I couldn't finish that movie. It was a piece of shit. It was it was worse than I thought it was going to be. I agree in that that movie was terrible. It's really I bad. I was able to finish it because I had to see how worse it got. And I will say I only seen it the one time, and that was way back in like 2005 or some shit. I mean, if I was in a theater, I probably would have sat there and finished it, but because uh, I do that even when movies are shitty but yeah i, start, I tried to watch that no, I, I tried to watch that like last year and i don't think i got more wow. than halfway through it it's, no it really is not a good movie it, i i agree but it's, it's a waste <laughs> i mean so it's a waste of a kurt russell uh impersonating Elvis and kelvin costner it's a fun cast and it's vegas and it's elvis i mean yeah. I don't think I even got to them being in Vegas is the worst part. And I love wow, really? Stuff, right? yeah. <laughs> I think that's so the much crux shit of with movie. like who is it? Is it is, is, yeah. is it Kurt Russell and 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 what's your butt from Friends? Anyway, I'm that. I want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what the show is all about. Um, no, we're still on topic. We're talking about Vegas, so okay, it's still on topic. But Sweet. um, uh. I mean, I don't think I have much else to say, honestly, because like we established, it's it's a dumb, exploding, action-y movie, not directed by Michael Bay, so we're, we're going to clear that up. Um, I'm hoping the next Nick Cage film that comes up on my list, he does not do a dumb accent. <laughs> How many have you done so far? D- this is the second one. The first one was Wild at Heart, so. Okay. <laughs> well, you got a lot to choose from. I do. I don't know uh, what's the next one. I got. I. Uh, I don't want to take up much of your time. Uh, da, 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 da. I think I do have Face Off on here somewhere. Um, no, I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Am I done with Nicholas Cage in this group? Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Too many '90s movies to get through. Um. All right, any final thoughts, closing thoughts, anything you want to clear the air about Con Air before we wrap up? All right, let me check my notes about your intro again. <laughs> no, I'm good. I can send you the transcript, and you can like <laughs> read it line by line. I want to talk about Cleveland some more. Just, just yeah. ignore the uh, spellings. Um, okay, well, uh, hey, Dylan, this was fun. I always enjoy uh, talking with you about movies, Nick Cage or not. Um. But uh, this is probably the last Nick Cage movie I'll have you on for. So, <laughs> Next one is Get Shorty. I'm ready for the Get Shorty <laughs> podcast because you need to watch Get Shorty. And it's a okay, prime 90s, you know it's what? A prime, it's I will, a prime 90s movie. I will add it to the list, and if it comes up, I will. you will be the guest on that. So. I don't know. If I don't know if I Although like I'm sure Heather will probably fight you for response. it. <clears throat> she, can, she can do Congo. <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> fair enough all right well dylan you don't blog or podcast anymore until unless i make you so you have nothing to plug i'm happy um, to be asked you know i'm just but, happy to be here um thank you for doing it as always thanks for semi coming out of retirement um just don't let uh jay clue know he might force you back in uh <laughs> for you as- jason anytime <laughs> That's the bomb, yo. 90 hella rad movies from the 90s is hosted, written, and edited by me, Jason Soto. I can be found on Twitter at Famous Comedian, or you can email me any questions, comments, or concerns to 
rabbitholepod at gmail.com, spelled R-B-B-T-H-O-L-E-P-O-D. This show is a Rabbit Hole Podcast production. You can find this episode and several other great podcasts over at rabbitholepodcast.com. You can follow Rabbit Hole Podcast on Twitter at RabbitHP. Also, you can support every Rabbit Hole Podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. For three bucks a month, you get early access to episodes and bonus content. Until next time, I'm Jason Soto, and remember, wear sunscreen. Copyright 2023, Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.